What's up, creatives? Welcome back to another episode of the Flourish Effect podcast. I am your host, Michelle Anna of lovemichelleanna.com, and you are walking into the Trailblazer series, okay? If you are listening for the very first time, I want to welcome you to the Trailblazer series. Uh, This is the first time that we're doing this series on the podcast, and essentially, I've had the amazing opportunity opportunity to interview some trailblazers in in many different industries and it really is an honor to have these different conversations because these trailblazers uh, are essentially really changing the game for a lot of us. They are developing blueprints and concepts and frameworks and ideas and just a different way of looking at life. Uh, just It's just dope to me, honestly. And so I've had a few people um, on the show or actually behind the scenes because you guys haven't, <laughs> you guys don't know who else is next. Um, and last week's episode was absolutely incredible with my girl Jalen of Face Over Matter. A lot of you tagged the flourish effect on instagram and how much you really enjoyed that episode i mean it literally warms my heart to know that it is really impacting you guys and i can't wait to continue the series like i really can't wait for you guys to hear who else we have on the episode and so or on the show i should say uh so before we get started on today's episode i want to preface it by saying This episode is super lengthy, but it is worth the listen. When I was listening to this episode and editing it and all that good stuff that we do behind the scenes, I was just reignited and re-inspired. And some of the things that we talked about in this episode, and before I introduce my guests, right? Some of the things we talked about was killing comparison, right? We talked about the importance of community. We we talked about so many like hearty things as a creative, uh, as an influencer in this hour, and how it's important to make sure that we really, really recognize and understand our position and our posture and our authority that God has given to us. And so I was editing it and I was like, wow, this is such a great reminder for all of us in this hour. And um, of course, you guys are, if you're listening to this episode today, it is going live the day before Thanksgiving. So I wanted to wish you guys an amazing Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday to all the business owners, small business owners, black owned businesses. I am praying just nothing but abundance over your business and everything that you're creating from here on out. So uh, before I introduce the guest today, I want to read the the uh, review of the week y'all remember to drop your five star rating and if you have maybe like 30 seconds to drop a sentence or two um just from your review and your experience of the podcast and today i'm going to share naturally nache michelle i am still listening to season one and it has been life-changing for me i am a heart transplant recipient and my story is so unique I have been sharing my story with others for years, but have felt stuck on how to share. Your podcast is offering a life-changing perspective on how I can share my story more effectively. Thank you so much for pouring into so many through your podcast. Thank you so much for that review. It's so heartfelt. I can honestly, like, I, I have to, like, pause and take that all in because, you know, this time of year really makes you reflect and understand like, uh, 
how important it is to be in uh, to work in your purpose right to really really um, allow yourself to be the vessel that God has called you to be and I'm just filled with so much gratitude that I get to do what I get to do but we ain't gonna turn that route because listen this can turn really quickly and I just I just I I can't even do it y'all but today I have a special guest he is like family to me we have Aaron Moses of Maverick City Music on uh, the show today and I'm gonna read a little bit of his bio but I mean y'all like a lot of people ask me what type of music that I listen to and one of those genres is worship right is spontaneous worship and if you know anything about Maverick City Music, you know that they have some heavy hitters um, that are creating and, and writing songs for such a time as this. And it's just so timely and so intentional. And so we had just a very just transparent conversation. And I'm sure for the singer songwriters uh, who are listening to this and the producers, I really hope that you walk away with some gems and just a creative period. Like I really think everybody will learn and glean from this. So let me see if I can get through his bio here. So Aaron Moses was born in the township of Belleville, New Jersey. What's up, Jersey? Um, and he was raised in a very music appreciative environment. Um, he was influenced by many, many artists such as Kim Burrell, Chris Tomlin, um, and Jesus Adrian Romero. Aaron literally has been able to travel all over the world. I have here the Philippines, Germany, Israel, Nicaragua, like South America, all these types of things. And he's been been able to literally write music um, and produce music for some of your favorite artists. Um, he's been able to be on the same stage as artists like Travis Green, Bethel Music, Jesus Culture, House Fires, Rick Pino. He is also currently the music director and producer for Maverick City Music. So y'all make sure that you screenshot this episode, that you tag the Flourish Effect underscore and Aaron Moses official with some of the gems that you're able to walk away and implement in your life. What's up, family? Today I have Aaron Moses, one of my boys, one of my family. He is incredible. Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I love you guys so much. Oh my God. We love you. We love you and what you're doing right now. So with that being said, Aaron, tell us about your industry. Tell us about what you're doing. Like, tell us a little about about yourself in your own words. For those who don't know me, my name is Aaron. uh, My my stage name is Aaron Moses. It's also my actual name, Aaron Moses. Moses is my middle name. I guess my mom and dad had just gotten saved when they had me. So they just said, we're just going to throw him on the deep end. You know, just give him the most biblical name. (laughs) <laughs> you know but um my name makes total sense for what I'm doing which is crazy mm-hmm. worship leader I produce I songwrite um I am a part of um Maverick City Music I'm their music director and one of the songs songwriters is one of the uh worship leaders but I also produce their music um and in the season that we're in right now God is like really growing on what we're doing at Maverick so that's mm-hmm. one of the major things that I'm doing and um, I'm also working on my uh, on my solo record right now, which is really, really cool. I'm really excited yes, for that. Bro, I remember yeah. you talking about that. Mm-hmm. So it's really happening like very, very soon. I can't give out an exact date. Right. I want it to be a surprise. I, I, I'm going to just faith in it and just put it out, you know, and mm. let people really, really catch them by surprise. But it's really, really, really soon. I'm doing that. And I'm also doing a lot of songwriting. 
um, for Tasha Cop. Tasha just put out an album and I had about a song or two on there. Yes. Um, just so many other things I'm writing for. Just so many awesome. artists that I'm so blessed. House Fires, you know, Bethel. I'm just so, I'm, I'm blessed in the season and God is, you know, really blowing on things that, uh, that I'm working on and I'm really, I'm really grateful for Yes. And listen, y'all, Aaron is being so humble. Like he is literally killing the game right now. And I'm going to honor you at this moment because you are literally in the vein of where you, where God has called you to be. And it's incredible to witness even just like the transformation that has happened when we first met. Like we was, ha remember that time we yeah. were in the living room and we was going in for Jesus? Like, man, oh, yeah. man. We, it was like a group yeah, of no us, journey. right? Yes. Yeah, resting place, resting place. Yes. And um, which shout out to Pastor Ali. I love yes, you so Bishop, much. Yes, Bishop, we love you. Place, the resting place that, you know, that was before I started traveling. That was one of the places that God was using to, mm -hmm. to establish a revival mindset, a revival heart. Um, that house is all about revival and intercession and the wind of God, the breath of God, the fire of God. It's, that's what it's all about there. And I feel like before I began to travel, you know, in, with, with the ministries I'm with now, that house was like part of it. I mean, I remember, I didn't know anybody, nobody knew me and Ali would have me just go up there and lead. And mm -hmm. there, there would be like some crazy moments, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm just so grateful for that. So if Ali, if you hear this, I love you yes, so much. Yes, I'll make sure he listens. Now, there's something you said that's so key that it sounds like I just want people to listen to um, or I want them to really hone in on is community, right? So how important has community been for you uh, in this season, in past seasons? Like, how, why was it important for you to make sure you had that? Well, honestly, community has always been a thing for me. I mean, being part of a Spanish family, everybody's your uncle and aunts. You know what I mean? You know. Yes. Yeah. You're Hispanic. Everybody's your uncle. Everybody's your aunt. Everybody's your cousin. Everybody's your nephew and your niece. Right. Um, and that was instilled in me as a, as, as a young kid. And now traveling and understanding revival, revival only comes when community is, is the focus, you know, mm -hmm. community, people gathering, to see Jesus, you know? Um, one of the first things Jesus established when he came was community. When he started his ministry, it was community. He didn't do a thing without having community. He started going out, making disciples, you know what I mean? And what's cool about these disciples is that he didn't really call them the disciples. He called them his friends. That was his brothers, his, you know what I mean? And I think before he ever performed, you know, before he ever performed miracles and all that, I think he made it a point to have community. And the Trinity, you know what I mean? The Godhead, God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that's community. And if we don't know anything about the nature of God, it's community. We were never intended to do things alone. So I think in a season I'm in right now, even Maverick, you know, I believe that the reason God is breathing on Maverick the way it is, is one, our authenticity, and two, our natural, genuine community. Like mm -hmm. if one day ever maverick were to like just you know the season for maverick was over what's cool about maverick is all the connections the community that would stay intact we would all still be together we would all still write together we would all still worship together so it's not even about maverick that's our name right now but it's not even about maverick it's about building community and i think we know jesus more when we know community that's so good we know that's jesus so more we, we, we get closer to the holy spirit when we 
when we uh, embody community. I right. Think that that's for a believer to have community. Who wants to be alone? You know, right. that's so boring. That's so, it's so I boring. Seeing right. hearing stories like the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. When we testify to each other, there is so much power. That means that scripture means like when I testify to you, I'm prophesying over you the grace that was given to me. Given to you, Not right. only come through community, you know, he says where there are two or three, if if two or three gather in my name, there I'll be with them. It's just community is all over the scripture. You know what mm. I mean? The upper room, that was community. It started with 300 people and it went down to 120. But mm. that was a community that gathered to see Jesus, to look at him, to look at the cross. Right. You know, And I think that if if the church now, which I believe the church is moving more towards small groups and, and, and meetings and commu- small communities, it's never even about the grand scheme of church, but now church is communities. And I think that I think that's how revival is going to come. We've seen revival come through stadiums and come through arenas. But I think now, more than ever, God is using homes. Yes. yes. Revival. And I, I, I believe that the way we're going to see the next wave of revival that we've been praying for, the great awakening that mm. we've we, it's been prophesied since the last, you know, the call of Zusa. You know what right. I mean? I feel that's how it's going to happen. Community, people gathering in homes and praying, people gathering at their churches at six in the morning when nobody else is looking and praying, you know, that the Holy Spirit would, like the prophecy, the prophecy of Joel, that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. I think that's how it's going to happen. Right. 100%. There was one thing that you said that, you know, we're in this trailblazer series and it was a very important for me to just identify people who are really tra- like trailblazing new ways that we've never seen before. Right. And it speaks yeah. to the creativity of our father, right? The creativity yeah. of Abba, right? And so I think that um, even what you said with Maverick, which shout out to what you guys are building, because I've never seen anything like it, bro. Like, I'm like, I am in awe at the grace and the favor and the growth and all these things. But it has, I have had, I don't know about y'all listen to this, but if you have not listened to Maverick City Music, you need to go ahead and download, listen to, pre-order, whatever y'all got going on. Speaking to that, right? So what do you enjoy, just as on the human side, right? What do you enjoy about doing what you do? And like, how did you discover that this was the thing that you were going to pursue? Right. Because I remember some of our conversations about some things that you wanted to do professionally, but like even just seeing now has how God has just kind of like it seems from the outside and been so clear in your steps. Right. So like, what do you enjoy as just a human, like a, just you doing this as a profession? And like, how did you discover that this was what you were going to pursue? Yeah, well, it's such an honor. Honestly, I never, I never take it for granted that Jesus called me to do this and that he empowered me and anointed me to do it. You know, anointing just means um, to approve. He approves of me doing this. And I feel like it's such an honor that I get to carry his name, you know, that I get to carry his cross and people get to see me carrying his name and his cross. And um, it's so fun. I, I, I get to, yes. I literally get to travel all around the world and sing about the love of Jesus and see people's walls come down. I get to see, I get to see people's depression disappear. People that come in drunk and high and whatever, they come in sober and they, they like have an encounter with Jesus, like encounter mm. it. That's huge mm. to encounter Jesus. And I get to carry that. 
So I think as a human, I'm just like, oh, I love this. How I stumbled across it, honestly, my people don't know this, but my first dream was to be an FBI agent. I know. I remember. That's why I said what I said. I remember us sitting and having that conversation about justice and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. My dad, for years growing up, he worked in a um, in a prison in New Jersey, and he had all kinds of like FBI friends and detective friends. I was always intrigued by law. I was always intrigued by the government. Um, I always wanted to. I always wanted to be a positive light in the governmental you know, especially in the day and age we live in now, we need people that carry Jesus in yes. those areas, in the government. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that was me. I wanted to carry Jesus in, into the law and into, into that area or into that um, atmosphere. Yeah. And, um, as a kid, my dad used to buy me like FBI books. And I used to read like this book called Helter Skelter, which is all mm-hmm. about like law and like, criminal and serial killer it was just crazy now that i think back i'm like thank you lord but um i just i loved law i love i wanted to be an fbi agent so bad mm-hmm. and um i remember when i left high school i went into essex county college newark new jersey shout yes. out to newark, shout out to newark <laughs> and um i did a year of, of criminology and um i i got i felt the call I felt the Lord say travel with Eddie James for a season. And I was with him for about three years or so, three and a half years or something like that. And um, in my season there, God marked me. Uh, and then I felt like, this is it. Like, this is what you're yeah. going to be doing. Like, this, is it. this is what you're going to be doing. And I laid down all that law stuff. I laid all of that down. And I just started going after it. And I feel like now more than ever, I feel like I'm stepping into the fullness. And I have so much more to go, but I feel like now I'm, I'm, I'm more sure than I've ever been, you know? Yeah. If I ever forget, I have such a good wife that reminds me, you know what I mean? Yes, and she's absolutely yeah. stunning, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Oh my God. But that's so beautiful, you know, because I think a lot of us complicate these things when we when it relates to purpose and what to pursue. And I think as creatives, as trailblazers, because a lot of people who are listening to this are wondering like what what is that moment? And so I think just hearing people like yourself talk about, you know, those moments that marked you that essentially put you into alignment to what you were called to do, that's what pivoted. Right. That's what pivoted you. And I think, you know, I feel like you're showing up as a creative in even your obedience to God, you know, as a trailblazer. If I could add, add, like, even to what you're saying, when I was in Newark and I was like at a very small Hispanic church that I loved and, you know, Jesus was evident in that church, too. Um, Growing up there and going to college and trying to be uh, an FBI agent, I was obedient in that season. Like, I wasn't even really walking in right. what the Lord intended for me. Right. But, you know, the Bible says, do everything as unto the Lord. And in that season, I was doing everything as unto the Lord. And I feel like you don't never have to pursue what God has for you. Mm. You just have to pursue him. Yes. You know, in, the Bible, in the Bible, people used to push Jesus to perform this miracle, perform that miracle. If you're God, do this. If you're God, do that. And one thing that was so intriguing to me that came to my spirit even now was he says, I don't do not one thing unless the father tells me. That's so good. All the miracles he did was because the father led him to do that. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. Pick up your mat and walk. God told him to do that. Right. You know, spit on dirt and put it on somebody's eyes. Right. <laughs> That's only something God could ask us to do. <laughs> and, and I don't know who this is for, whoever is listening, but in the season you're in, you feel like I'm so far from what God is calling me to do. But where you are, if you're doing everything as unto the Lord, he's going to lead, he's going to lead you to it. You don't have to, I, I do believe that some things that God asks you to do will be a sacrifice, yeah. but you don't have to pursue all these things. Like if you're wanting to be a worship leader, you don't have to pursue that. Mm. I think the focus is always everything I do is unto the Lord and I do whatever he asked me to do because I want to be it. obedient and I want to be a servant. I want to offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Absolutely. You know, and I think like Jesus understood that. And that's why his ministry was so successful. You know what I mean? Mm. Even unto death, his ministry right. was all unto God. Even before he died, he went to the garden. And I'm talking about sweat, like bloody sweat. Yes, you know? for real. Even until then, he said, but God, not my will, but your will be done. And I think, it. like, whatever season you're in, don't count it as a loss. Like, That's even so I, hear, I hear the Holy Spirit saying, like, there's still time for you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's not working on your time. You're working on his. And I would just say, whatever you're doing now, do it as unto the Lord. Mm. And he's going to lead you. Like, he's going to lead you. I, I was in school trying to be an FBI agent, and randomly I, I felt the Lord say, I mean, I felt it at 5 in the morning on a Sunday. Wow. At five in the morning. And I packed my bags and took a flight to Atlanta. I didn't even tell my mama because I knew she was going to stop me. Right. I got to Atlanta. <laughs> you know, I felt like I was old enough, you know. Right, so right, I, right. You know, right, right, right. Quote, unquote. Right. Quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where you at? I'm in Atlanta, mom. Ooh. In Atlanta. <laughs> but now looking, like, now she's like, wow, that was the Lord. Now I'm looking back. I'm like, that was Jesus. And, like, mm. I'm so grateful for people like Eddie James and, you know, just people that I've met along the way that have shaped me and helped me grow, you know, and like wherever, whatever season you're in, trust the Lord, do it as unto the Lord. And I feel like he's going to direct you. You don't ever have to pursue your dreams. Mm. The Bible says, if you delight in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. That's what it. That means, the more you delight in me, you begin to want what I want. And I feel like that's what started happening. So whatever season you're in, do it as unto the Lord. And watch him give you the desires of your heart because it'll eventually it'll be the desires of his heart. Listen, you better minister to these saints. Okay, that's a word for somebody. Listen, you are on God's timing, right? <laughs> we are on God's timing. And I think what I love about that is that, you know, just as the earth is on a rhythm, we are on his rhythm of our lives, right? Um, and I think that, you know, you spoke to uh, your encounter, right? You spoke to you actually getting on this flight, going to Atlanta from that moment to today as a creative, right? How do you like practically, uh, maintain your motivation, right? To continue and not get lost in the, in the numbers or the platform. And like, how do you actually keep your motivation? Because sometimes we ain't going to feel like showing up and sometimes it's like, we feel it. But so how do you keep your motivation to keep going even even if things are maybe not panning out the way that you thought because we're human right like we deal with sometimes disappointment yeah, yeah i mean that's hard especially mm -hmm. as somebody who's trying to establish yes who's trying to establish their 
you know, their livelihood in the calling of the Lord. Um, it can be hard, like looking at numbers and I haven't really solo stuff yet, but I'm sure when they, when they release, like, it'll be a, it'll be a push, you know what I mean? Like, but I think one thing that I, that I love about heaven is that the elders are ca constantly casting their crowns. And I think like one thing about it is that if you count all these things as crowns unto yourself, you'll get lost immediately. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think like all of these things, all of these attributes, like I was just nominated for a dove. Yes, you know what I mean? I saw that. Brie Babineau, there's a lot of people that right now are, are they, I, th I believe they have like Grammy consideration and I'm part of those records like for writing them. And like all of those things, if I get caught up in them, I'll make them as crowns into myself. Mm. But I, it's like a daily decision to like, man, mm. God, all this stuff, all these attributes, all these accomplishments, accomplishments, I just yeah. lay it down like yeah. as crowns. And like, the more you give me, the more I'm going to give you. And what's beautiful, I heard this said one time. They said the reason that the elders can constantly cast their crowns is because when they lay it down, Jesus picks it up and gives them another. Oh. It's like, when you keep laying down and making it about him, he takes your crown and puts it on you because he says, you're worthy, man. Here's more. Here's mm. more. Here's more. And I feel like that's where I'm at. Like, the more I make it about him, the more he's given me because he can trust me that I'm not going to make it about me. So exactly. I think that really is the motivation. Just like, what are your eyes on? What is your heart? What is your motives? Constantly check your heart. And practically what helps with that is who do you have around you? If you have a bunch of people that all they care about is numbers and awards and attributes, then like, you know, you might need to find a new crew because yeah. like, you know, you are what you behold and you are who you, who you hang with. So like, if you hang with a bunch of people that they just so full of themselves that's yeah what you, that's what you're leading yourself to you know what right, I mean? right eventually you carry that you start embodying that and like people i'm around and people that i consider mentors to me are constantly like make it about him look at him don't 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 become self-centered in this and like i'm very open you know with my mentors on how i feel and you know mentally and where i am and i just i just i think practically i know i, I I'm a, I'm a Bible person, so I love running to the Bible. I, I, mm. I love referencing everything to the Bible. But practically, who are you around? You know, yeah. You're creative. Who are you around? Exactly. You around? And I hear two things. So, you know, just making the deliberate decision to actually say, like, what my heart posture is on a daily basis. And the other thing that I heard was, you know, your atmosphere. Who do you allow in your space? Who's speaking into you? And who's just around you, period, right? So, you know, you mentioned, like, you casually mentioned all of these nominations and all these things, bro, for real. <laughs> and I, I just want to ask you, just as a songwriter, producer, all these things that you do, like, what's the inspiration? Like, have people asked you that? Like, so I want to ask you, um, what's the inspiration? Like, how do you write these just prolific and just I mean you just know is it because yeah. you said the atmosphere is it because you know like, what is it like what's the inspiration honestly it's so simple I'm just always writing and you never know mm. you never know what God's gonna use to speak if you're a person that you write every blue moon then you only have a, a couple of things to use when it's time to be called upon but like me, I'm constantly writing. And the people I'm around are write more than me. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> again, I mentioned like Dante Bo. He's like my brother. He's my big brother. My I consider him my mentor. He's like my best friend. That man's that man writes more than me. You know, he's like a he's like a super writer. Like I mm. I'm in, I am constantly inspired by him. And my best friend Joel, he's like a super writer. He wrote on promises and sang on it as well. And they're like super writers. My best friend Jesse. I just have so many yes. around me that are constantly working. So like the inspiration really is who I hang with. Like every time Dante's home, hey, let's I got an idea. Let's write this. When I'm at Jesse, I'm like, bro, I had this idea. Like, bro, let's write this. You know, with Joel, he's constantly writing. And what I love about them is that they don't let the they don't let, you know, the industry be the parameters. They'll write for anything mm. and everybody. You know what I mean? Even secular. Like I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. I used to be afraid of secular because I was scared on what people would say. But I'm like, my voice is just as strong there as it as it is in the church. One hundred. So like I even write, you know what I mean, for for artists. Like yeah. You know, secular artists. And I, I don't know. I just think who you're around, that's the inspiration. So like when Promises was written, that's the song I got nominated for a dub for. Me and Joel started that when we were living the trailer. We were, we, me, him, and Dante were sharing a trailer in wow. in the middle of nowhere, Alabama. And like we started talking about the faithfulness of God, and we started writing the song. And then we took the song to a Maverick camp and finished it there. And God blew on it. And like mm. now more than ever, that song was needed. Like mm. now more than ever, with the pandemic, with the with with, with the you know racial injustice. You know, the government with our president and our vice president, it's just too much. Like, honestly, like, it's just too much. Right. Too, much to catch, too much to catch up with, too much to watch, like, the presidential election. Like, it's just mm. so much that we need to keep up with because, like, our, that's our voice. If we, don't vote, if we don't vote, we can't complain. You know what that's I'm saying? That's so good. But it's just so much. And, and then we write this song called Promises. I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation. He'll never let me down during a pandemic. So I would just say, to answer your question, what is your inspiration? I'm just constantly inspired. Being yeah. constantly inspired, that's, that's the goal, to be constantly inspired and to constantly write, constantly pen what Jesus is saying, constantly write what you feel sometimes too. I write what I feel. I don't just write scriptures. I write what I feel. If I'm upset, I'm a write from that place if i'm in love i wrote a song for my wife and i wrote a song for my daughter for our wedding you know yeah. what i mean and you know it's, it's just being constantly inspired right right i feel like that because my next question was what's one tip you'd give to creatives trailblazing a new path in their industry right in the industry that you're speaking to i feel like right. that's such a a good one but is there any other tip that you feel that you would kind of gift to another creative who is a you know singer songwriter or trying to be a producer yeah. like what's another one well i would say who are you who are you learning from too Mm. you know if you're creative there's always people you can look to and like learn from my wife loves you she Aww, loves your brand she's she loves what you have going on she loves all your blogging all of that she's so inspired by that and she's constantly looking at your instagram like what you got going on she's constantly looking I love at your her website. <laughs> looking at how you brand your outfits and you post yes. like and that's just one example of the many examples if you're a painter who are you looking at who are you studying? If you're a producer, who are you studying? Who are the greats that you are constantly listening to to make you greater? And if you're a creative, that's what you need to be doing, learning. And maybe, and I wouldn't necessarily say you're, 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 you're gleaning to copy. Right. But you're gleaning to learn. You yes. know what I mean? I'm sure people like Kirk Franklin, who are iconic in our generation, 
that yeah. he learned from people. I'm yeah. sure he learned, you know, he would constantly look at Aretha and he would look at the mm. winers and look at all, you know what I mean? And glean and learn because there's always something to learn from your peers and from people above you. That's for so me, good. I'm constantly looking at, because I'm a worship leader, I'm constantly looking at Dante. I'm constantly looking at Tasha. I'm constantly looking at William McDowell. I'm constantly looking at my peers, Chandler and Naomi. Mm-hmm. You know, like so many people to look at. If you're not looking around and if you're not gleaning and you're leaning on your own right. creativity, I think you're I think you're blocking yourself of so much yes. growth. Yes, I was so gonna I say, say that. Constantly, constantly glean, constantly it's not it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like it's not a bad thing to glean. It's actually an amazing thing. That's the point to have creators mm. around you. I love that. I feel like sometimes we limit our own uh, discovery or even just the things that we um, can kind of enlarge our territory, right? And our capacity. It's really insecurity. It's really insecurity. Mm Because you feel like, oh, if I glean too much, they're going to think that they're better than me. Or like, whatever. Like, so many things that we've all thought that. We've all, like, let's, come on, don't play yourself. Like, when DJ Callis said, you played yourself. Right. But, like, (laughs) come on, like, come on. That right. is, let the insecurity down. It's totally okay to look at other creatives and see what they got going on. You know, I'm a person that I'm trying to get into like graphics and understand graphics more and album mm-hmm. covers. And I'm constantly looking at my friend, Justin Foster. Mm. Shout, shout out to Justin. Yes. He's one of the most creative. Oh, I think I just started following him. Yo, he is dope. Yeah, yes. He works for everybody. Tasha, Kiki Sheer, Todd yes. Galbers, Bree Babin. He works for everybody. And it's like, he's so good at what he does. And I'm constantly looking at his designs. My best friends, uh, Nico and Leo. And Leo, you know, shout out to Leo. <laughs> they're so creative in their approach. They're yeah. sh- and, and they're geniuses. They're like young geniuses. And I'm like, if you can't glean from your peers, and I don't, I, I mean, I think that it all comes around. Yeah. When you, when you reach your tip, it's, it's going to be the same way for you. People are not going to want to dream from you. Right, you, right. You know, right, so I don't it's know, good. Just, you want to be better? Look around. There's Look so around. much inspiration. So many people that are better than you. Right, 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 right. And and I feel like also if there's the, if there's nobody around you that's better than you uh, with what you do, it's almost like, well, then you you have reached your capacity. What's sharpening you? Iron right. sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron, which means like there got to be somebody sharper than you to sharpen yes. you. Yes. And then you're around somebody else that you're sharper than, and you sharpen them. That's at, I, that's the circle of life. That's how community, community, again, back to community. That's yes. that's the focal point. That's why we grow, because we have community. Mm. That's why we grow. Mm. You know what I mean? That's why we grow. Peter was, Peter was sharpened by Jesus to the point that he was willing to walk on water, knowing that he could sink, but he gonna try it anyways, because he saw Jesus do it. Iron sharpens iron. Listen. You know, like, it's just all about sharpening. Like, look at, uh, look at the people you have around you. Everything is about that. Everything. Mm. Everything mm. is about that, who you have around you. One thing that I also try doing, I, I try, I don't do this every day, but I do try to at least sit down with or without a guitar, with or without a piano. I try, and, I try sitting down and writing, like, jotting some things in my notes, like mm-hmm. ideas that I have for songs or, like, if I hear a melody, I, my, my voice memos is like my best friend. Like I, mm. I have, I don't know how many voice memos. I have hundreds, hundreds. I'm surprised hundreds. it's not thousands. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I, when I got this phone, my, my memos didn't transfer. Oh. So like, it's been almost a year, but my memos didn't transfer to this phone. So I lost a lot of memos, but 
Um, yeah, I, w- I would, I do make it like a daily thing besides my coffee in the morning. I do yes. make it <laughs> um, I love that though. I love that you even just said that, you know, cause I think that we're all in a process, right? You know, and we're all in different levels, even if we're excelling in others, some other things or in other areas, I should say, you know, there are very specific areas that we're still in process in. And that's okay, because I think that some people see the success and see these things, right, exteriorly, right, or online or whatever, and they don't realize that there's a human behind you, like you're a human, right, and that you are not perfect in all the things that you do. And so, you know, with that being said, like, what do you feel like in your industry is one lesson you've learned along the way that you want other creatives to avoid? Well, I had this, I just had an interview about a week ago on my honeymoon, which is so fun. Shout mm. out to Undivided Town. They're amazing. Yes. I love them so much. Um, but one thing I mentioned there that I mentioned here as well, that I'm, I'm still learning because it's a, it's a daily decision. But I would say comparison. Oof. Like, man, you forfeit so much that God has put inside you to bless you and others. You forfeit it comparing the validity of it the importance of it the power of it the anointing of it comparing it to somebody else's you know and if it's an ongoing struggle for me it is comparison it's so easy to compare yourself to everybody else that seems to be further ahead than you that seems to be succeeding more than you that seems to be having more views than you that seems that and i have amazing great people around me who are like blown up you know what i mean and then here i am little old me trying to figure it out you know but that's the beauty like for real and it's a daily decision to not look at everybody else for what they're doing Mm. but look at what you have inside of you and if it's one thing i can carry to every creative is comparison kills so kill it before it kills you like kill comparison before it kills you because once it's cute right now when nobody like not a lot of people are looking at you but when you're when it's front and center and the lights are on you, and it's camera lights action time, and you're comparing what you have with other people, it's gonna show through your creativity, it's gonna show mm-hmm. through your craft, it's gonna show through your results, it's gonna show through you know, what you've been producing with your hands. It's gonna show, it's gonna yeah. show. It's just how it works. You know, and now, man, just don't compare yourself. What God gave them was theirs. What God is giving your, what God is giving you is yours. And you're wasting time comparing it to somebody else's when you could be sharpening it and you can be perfecting it you know what i mean if i'm constantly looking every at every other songwriter not to glean but to compare and say their songs are better their writing is better their singing is better their production is better da, 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 da. they have more money they have more fame they have more whatever i'm wasting time because that could be precious time that i could be taking to perfect what god placed in me so that it's when it's my time to talk, when it's my time to shine, when it's my time, whatever, not shine, I don't like that word, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when you're, when you're front and center, you know what I mean? And you have to hit the stage and you have to release what God gave you. Are you going to release what somebody else gave you? Because that's all you've been looking at. Facts. You know, and I, that, that's just one thing. Like, I carry that <sighs> in me because that's my struggle. And like, yes. I'm, I'm super comfortable with saying it's my struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That I mm-hmm. that daily I'm choosing to lay down. Daily I wake up and say I'm not gonna look at them and not their success. I'm just gonna build what God gave me. And like oh. I see you doing that, like with God, what what God has given you. Like now you have like this beautiful brand, you know, and podcast, the Flourish Effect, like which I love and like I commend you for. Oh, and I've seen you. you, I've seen you grow in your brand 
over the last two years and it's like you've expanded yeah. what if you took the, what if what if all that time you wasted it on looking at what everybody else was doing right like every every other blogger every other podcast host every other whatever you know what i mean like you'd be wait you'd be wasting time and you would not have right. this podcast and you would and i wouldn't be able to, i wouldn't have a podcast to speak on right <laughs> and even that's a powerful point when you waste time you're like you're 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 taking away somebody mm. else's blessing too you know what i mean like i'm being blessed by this podcast like i'm mm. i'm i'm the guest but you're blessing me with this conversation that's and it's so like good. if you would have wasted your time I wouldn't have this blessing right now. And I would That's just so say good. every creative kill comparison before it kills you. That's so good. And I feel like, you know what, um, just, just to kind of echo that comparison really just has a way of robbing so much time, like you said, away from us doing the things that we're called to do. The, the Bible talks about how the sons and daughters of God are urgently expecting us to get into position. And so the longer we wait, the longer we compare ourselves, we are literally prolonging healing on the earth, right? God could do stuff without us. He could do whatever in the world he wants to do, but he wants us to get on posts, right? He wants us to get on posts in our industries. And so I just want to thank you for even being transparent to even share that because I think that a lot of people think that just because you reach a certain status or a certain level or a level of, of success that you don't deal with that it's good to identify what are the struggles and the things that you may deal with and that you have to lay down every single day but what are we going to do with as a result of that right what are we going to do with okay so I struggle with this let me kill it before it tries to kill what's inside of me you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. My mentor told me you can't heal what you conceal Yes, that's so good. You, heal, you could never heal what you conceal. God can't heal what you, you know, don't reveal to him. You mm. know what I mean? You'll heal what you reveal. If you reveal to him, like, and some things you don't know that's there, and he'll point it out to you, but it's still your job to work on it. Like, and my, my struggle is comparison in this yeah. industry, because there's, and it's a lot. And even, man, I even feel the Holy Spirit, like, telling me, and I want to share it with you, like, everybody who's listening there is space for you it's a lie from the enemy to tell you that this industry is too saturated says who come on says who the people that own the industry the people that are over the industry so right 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 period so space for you like there is space for your voice there is space for your creativity there is space for you to trailblaze there are so many things that haven't been invented yet that God is calling you now to trailblaze that, that, that trail to trailblaze, mm -hmm. to, to make way for other creatives to come after you, exactly. you know, and I'm, and I don't know who needs to hear this, but there is space for you. There's always space at the table. It's, it's just up to you that you take your seat and not somebody else's. Mm -hmm. That's our problem. We want to take everybody else's seat. We want to, you know, our peers that are doing great. We want to find a way to, you know, swiggle our way into his seat air seat it's like no there's space for you right you do what you're about to do do everything is unto god every crown that's given to you you lay it down you make it about jesus and there is space for you every mm. creative i don't care who you think you are if you're an artist trying to write songs there is space for you if you're a producer trying to produce a new sound there is space for you if you're a creative who's trying to do photography there is space for you if you're trying to do podcasts if you're trying to open up a youtube if you're trying to do a blogging you know a blogging website like there is, it doesn't matter what you're doing you're a painter there is space for you like there is space for you 
mm. point blank. I can't ex- I can't explain that ev- anymore. Like there is space for you. There's space That's for so you. good. Listen, that is so good. Like that right there. Can we just take a moment to just take that all in? And it's crazy because you know, in this season, we're talking about. Uh, purpose. And I think that that speaks to so much, right? Because I think we run away from certain things because we want what it looks like for somebody else. When, when in fact, there's something so unique for you and reserved for you, right? Wow. So, oh, that's so good. And I'm so glad you touched on that. Uh, one of the um, questions I wanted to ask you was just like as a songwriter and producer, what is one maybe like source or tool or maybe even a app right now that you're loving like that is like yo i want to put you on game right now as a as a songwriter as a producer like tell me one (laughs) man honestly honestly i'm not like super hip on like apps and stuff i i mean every producer either like there's there's stuff called dolls that they use Mm -hmm. daws which is either like logic pro or like ableton Okay. You know, and people choose that, but like, really, I don't, I don't really like use apps. Okay. Like, for production, I just, I really just sit and write, and like, my friends, if we're writing like worship songs, like we love just having the Bible out, and like, obviously, we'll just use like a thesaurus, to just like find words that we can compare and use synonyms that's and good. Like this, oh, Nothing. that's so good. A yeah, or like Google, yeah. we just, and and what I what I encourage other writers to do is don't just look at one version of the bible like study every version niv nlt esv the passion passion like there's so many available translations of the bible that can bless you differently the message version like i love the message the msg version it's just so many tools like biblically that you can use i'm not i'm not super hip on apps though which is well, that's okay because listen that's a, that's the thing right there the word of god and just like reading it in different translations will spark different things different attributes right of of the lord or whatever it right. is that you're writing right so i think that's so that i think that's so good um the last question i'm gonna ask you is you know what does it mean to you to you aaron moses uh to create a flourish effect and and how and what would you say to encourage others to create their own flourish effect what does it mean to you and how would you encourage others to do the same yeah i mean like it's i feel i feel like a weighty responsibility Mm. you know what i mean like to whom much is given much is required and i feel like what god is giving me especially in this season He's, he's putting a lot more in my hands that are requiring me to be more attentive, to put more time into my craft, to put more time into my creativity. Um, but one thing I know now more than ever is that the more, I, the more I look at him and work on what he's given me, it's flourishing and like it's blessing other people, you know? And like seeing what God has done with promises and other songs that I've been writing for the last two years that other artists have used, now more than ever, I'm noticing that everything you do has a flourish effect. Everything. And what's good and bad about that is that if you do bad, and I mean that flur that flourishes too, but you don't want that. <laughs> right. You don't, you don't want, want that, you want that kind of flourish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that kind of flourish. So, but it's important to know that. And yes, I feel like if, if if it's anything I can share with every creative, every creative, is that everything you do has a negative and a positive. Everything everything so like what will you do what will you do with that like knowing that especially knowing that 
again, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm. What are you going to do with your creativity, with your craft, with what God has placed inside you? You know, mm. and even in times like what we're living in now, creatives, don't be afraid to speak up for real. Right. You know, I think, I think now more than ever, that's the flourish effect. Yes. Like, using your voice. Yeah. Using your voice. That's the, and that's exactly where I am. That's why I'm writing some of the songs that I'm writing. Um, I just, I just feel like now more than ever, you have to speak out about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and what was the other question? What was the no, other that question? was it. Honestly, like you, you really spoke to um, just encouraging others, like, you know, identifying yeah. their responsibility, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. just encouraging them in how to create their own flourish effect. Yeah, yeah. And it comes, when, again, like, the more you look at Jesus, Mm. the more you understand and know about yourself. You know, you become what you behold. The more you behold them, you're going to become what you're supposed to become, right? And mm. I feel like what God is calling you to do right now is just to be obedient and whatever he says. And that you're going to see that effect, that flourish effect. You're going to see that. And it's going to start blessing other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like Michelle, your, your, your ministry mm. is like, a flourish effect in and of itself or the people like other young women are like being so blessed by your ministry. And it's like, you don't take any glory for it, but mm. you're working on it. You're, you're continuously trying to, you know, be more creative, create yeah. more, you know? And like, that's the flourish effect. Like don't yeah. waste time. Time is right. too precious to waste it. You Listen. know what I mean? So I don't know, just understanding like understanding the responsibility that's on your shoulders right now. That's mm. in your hands. And from that place creating, I understand that my voice now more than ever has more power. Like it really does. You know, my, I, I haven't, I have influence that I yes. thought I'd never had. Right. In a sense, like that's, super, that's a big responsibility, but that's beautiful if I'm doing it, if I'm doing it right. And right. Exactly. When I speak, when I speak people are being affected by it and people are blooming. People are coming alive by, you know, the word of God that comes out of my, you know, that comes out of my belly and exactly. even God's blooming. You know what I mean? Like that's the flourish effect. That's the point that people mm. will be blessed and that communities will come back together. Mm, listen, that's so good. And, and something that you touched on that was so good was, you know, what are we actually doing with the time that we have? And I, and I believe that our, what we do with the time that we have shows direct reverence and respect to our God. So if we're just yeah. scroll, if we're scrolling, if we're wasting our time, if we're wasting our gifts, if we're wasting, you know, all these things, right, on things that don't even matter, right, that don't even compare to what God is trying to do with your life it's almost like disrespecting the god who is giving you time on this earth to do what he called you to do and so what yeah. are you doing and i have an episode uh from season one it's like what are you doing with the time that you have right like show god that you have that reverence right that respect that honor like i'm 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 gonna write these songs i'm going to uh be disciplined in my time i'm gonna do the things that i'm supposed to do because guess what god i am showing you that i respect the time that you gave me here on the earth so it's i just dishonor. You. it's yes. dishonor when you don't Woo. it's dishonor when you don't you know like when like for example when we when we buy our kids food and they don't eat it <laughs> that's dishonor in a way right my right. parents always used like eat all that food you better I eat all it. that food <laughs> it's, it's right when god places a treasure inside of us the bible says we're jars of clay we have treasures yes. and jars, of clay. And we vessel. are jars yes. of clay we're vessels and like 
if you're wasting that treasure, that's dishonor to him because he took time to craft you. Ooh. There's billions of people in the world, but he took time on you to craft you and to craft what was meant for you, the gifting, the treasure, you know, the creativity that's inside of you. He mm. took time. The God of heaven and earth took time mm -hmm. to purposely craft you from head to toe, the heart, the soul, the mind, the body, the strength. He took his time to create you and make you different from the other billions of people on the earth. Come on. And you wasting what he gave you is dishonor to him. You know what I mean? And I don't know. That's so good. I've heard it said that, you know, the graveyard is full of treasure. Mm. Oh, like people, people die, die with potential. Oh, die with potential. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to die. Nah. 0.5% of everything that he had for me. Yeah, I want to be empty. I want to be, yeah, I want to be, I want to, I want to do everything that he's called me to do. I want to, I want to go everywhere he's called me to be. I want to bless everybody he's called me to bless. Every, everything that was meant for to flourish in me, I want it to flourish. That's I don't so want good. anything to die in me that wasn't meant to die. Because mm. if it does, I dishonored him. I dishonored the time that he took to precisely craft me and mold me and create me. And like, whoever's listening to this, like, man, do not waste this precious time. I know you might think like what you have isn't enough, but mm. like Mike Todd say, says it the best. All you have is all you need so right funny. now, right now. All you have, I know you probably have this big dream of this big project of this big, whatever, but like, the way it starts is right now. All you have is all you need. You don't, ha you don't need the millions of dollars that one day maybe you may need. Mm. But if you needed it now, you would have it now. Right, exactly. Exactly. If you, if, you, if, you, if you needed that warehouse that you're waiting to buy so that you can start your clothing line, you don't have it now because you might not need it now. That's a good And let's be honest, if you had everything that you want now, you'll probably mess it up before, before it flourishes. Okay, you know, listen, so like, that's a word. Yeah, like whoever's listening, like all you have right now is all you need. The $50 in your account right now, that's all you need right now. You know that's what I mean? So the two people that actually believe in you while everybody else is doubting you, all you have is all you need. Your living room that seems to be like a very, very, very small confined space. All that's you all have you is all you need. And like, it. man, this is the season for you to flourish. That's so, Aaron, come on, come on. Listen, I have enjoyed you on the podcast today. Listen, I feel like you dropped so many gems. I cannot wait to hear the feedback and response. I know the community, the creatives are going to literally have a ball with this one. So I just want to thank you. Where can the people find you though? Online, what's your handle? Throw your website or whatever you got going on. Yeah. Uh, we want so them to make sure they can find you. Yeah, so my my um my website will be up within the next month or so. Oh, perfect. Okay. Sure. Um, my Instagram is uh at Aaron Moses Official. Okay. Um, my Facebook, I forgot what my Facebook. Is. <laughs> yeah, so, Insta is where it's at, right? <laughs> yeah, Twitter either. I don't really use Twitter. I have old Twitter from high school. Don't look that one up. Go to my Instagram, Aaron Moses Official. That's where you can find awesome. me. And then, um. You know, also, of course, we're part of Maverick. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and follow them. If you don't already look at Maverick, they just dropped two singles. Yeah. And I was a single, Be Praised. So if you haven't heard Be Praised, go on YouTube, look up Be Praised, Maverick City Music. 
and you'll see me and my my little bean head yes come through oh my gosh bro thank you so much for coming on today and being a part of our trailblazer series i just enjoyed this conversation so much but thank you so much thank you so much